Yo, 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 it's your girl and boy CT. I'm Cindy Barnes. And I'm Travis Barnes. And we are the founders of the Overcomers Podcast. Sponsored by Journey 333. That is a place of mind, body, spirit that helps you with fitness, coaching, and nutrition to look better, live better, and feel better. We produce these episodes every week for your enjoyment to help people to overcome adversity and live their dreams. Yo, 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 it's your girl and boy CT. I'm Cindy Barnes. And I'm Travis Barnes. And we are the founders of the Overcomers Podcast. The Overcomers Podcast is sponsored by Journey 333. That's a place of fitness, coaching, and nutrition, mind, body, spirit, where we hope you to look better, live better, and feel better. I could not be more excited about the Overcomer that we have on the show today, Billy Price. Let me tell you a little bit about him before we bring him on. Imagine, if you will, that you're 18 years old and you get paralyzed from the chest down. Imagine this, celebrating your 19th birthday in the hospital. Billy Price is an overcomer because he's not only found a way to deal with his condition and overcome his physical disability, but he's helping others to overcome and deal with you know many of the same things. So Billy Price, welcome to the show. <laughs> well, thank you so much, you guys. It's an honor to be here. Wow, wow, thank you. Well, as the co-founder of uh, the co-founder of Billy Footwear with Universal Design and Fashion in Mind, right? We keep the fashion in mind as we do this universal design that applies to everybody. I can't wait for people to learn about why you have the company that you do, and and you know, kind of how that came to be. But first, if we could, you know, let's give them a little history on you, and if you could, you know, kind of take us back to uh, when that adversity first happened that you had to overcome? Yeah. Well, yeah, no problem. I mean, so first off, I mean, we're a shoe company, uh, Billy Footwear. I'm one of two co-founders. We're based out of Seattle, Washington. And uh, the the premise of our brand is we have zippers and shoes. And, uh, you know, zippers and shoes aren't original. However, the way we do it, it is original. Whereas the zipper goes down the side, around the toe, so the whole upper of the shoe can fold over and you can actually drop your foot in unobstructed. So when you look at it, it looks like a regular sneaker, but when you actually like understand the concept of it, it does operate a little bit different and it's really rooted in, you know, fashion and function and, uh, you know, just making a convenient shoe. Now the story behind that, you may wonder like, why, why is that important? How did that brainstorm come from or where did that brainstorm come from? Well, uh, I'm a wheelchair user. Uh, that wasn't always the case. Unfortunately, when I was a, when I was a freshman in college, I uh, fell out of a three-story window. It was a head first fall to concrete <laughs> wow. and uh, broke my neck and broke my lower back. And uh, in just uh, instantaneously, I became paralyzed. Um, you know, naturally when that happens, you know, your world really changes in a hurry. Um, the next five and a half months of my life, I was actually in rehab um, at the, at the, uh, so I'm based in Seattle. I went to, I was going to school at the university of Washington. So I was at the university of Washington medical center I'm doing my rehab and it was basically trying to figure out what wheelchair was going to replace my legs, figuring out how to write my name, figure out how to brush my teeth. I mean, dress myself, all the little things that I certainly took for granted being a fiercely independent teenager, um, all of a sudden becoming dependent. It was a matter of just trying to figure out what, how to do things again and how to regain any sort of independence that I could. So Let that was the start of the journey, but then uh, the journey kept on going on and on and on. And we accomplished a lot of stuff. Yeah. I just want, I just want to, before we got too far away from there, like, I mean, that's amazing to me that you, you had that response. Was that your immediate response? Uh, I mean, you, cause some people, you know, they get into a similar situation and instead of trying to figure out how to do as much as they can with what they have, 
uh, they kind of give up, you know? Uh, so um, was that your immediate response or did you have to, you know, kind of go through, through some thoughts about that or, you know, <laughs> how, how did that work? Yeah. Great question. Um, I, I hit rock bottom. I mean, my, my mind, I, I went dark. I mean, I, I went to a really, really bad place mentally. I mean, uh, really quickly, really. And uh, I, I just remember laying on the, just a hospital table, looking up at this light. And I mean, this was like the day of the injury and you have all these doctors around you and it, it was very confusing. And uh, I just, it, it was like a bad dream that I wasn't waking up from. And I finally asked the question. It was basically like, why am I here? Like what's going on? Um, and uh, one of the nurses, they chimed in, they say, well, last night you fell from a three-story window. You, you broke your neck, your back, you have a spinal cord injury. And uh, as I was processing that, I asked the question like, okay, will I walk again? And then the short answer was no. Mm. And uh, when they said that, I mean, my world just came crumbling down. And uh, it, again, it was like a bad dream I wasn't waking up from. And then all I could think about was all the things I used to be able to do that I could no longer do. And then just looking forward to this world that all of a sudden felt like it was my oyster. And now it just got taken away. And I had absolutely no idea what the next day was going to look like, let alone two days, three days, months, years, whatever. So um, I went to a real dark place in a hurry. And it was really like the people around me that uh, helped motivate me to choose to take on a different mindset. And uh, that's when things started to improve. That was going to be my question. I was going to be, you know, what was the catalyst for a change in that mindset? So uh, you had some good people around you. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, and, you know, I mean, family and friends, they were very supportive, but at the same time, you know, this injury affected them. I mean, especially my parents. I mean, I remember there was a moment where my mom, she kind of knelt down next to my hospital bed. And uh, as moms do, they say, well, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. It kind of sugarcoat it. And uh, I just wasn't having it. <laughs> I, I said, you know what? It's not worth living if you can't walk. I mean, that, that's the place that I was in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, in other words, I, I wish I was dead instead of like being in a chair. I mean, that's just talk about polluted, toxic mentality. Mm. And uh, when I said those words, I just crushed her. And it really it all of a sudden hit me as well. And uh, I was able to recognize how dark of a place actually was. And in that moment, it was all of a sudden a set of, like, like a switch flipped. It went from, instead of focusing on what I had lost, embracing what I still had and understanding that like a three-story fall headfirst to concrete, the numbers typically are not going to work out in your favor. So the fact that I was still alive, you know, that was something to, that was something to celebrate. And uh, then it was a matter of like, okay, well, I'm still here. I mean, my brain's still intact. Maybe I can make a go of it. So why me? That unanswerable question. Why me? Why did this happen to me? Why me really turned into why not me? And uh, then it became like just a personal challenge to go, let's try to make the most of each day and see what we can do. Yeah. So this is another thing, you know, I, I think that people that go through adversity sometimes reject the people that they have around them. And at yeah. first, of course, you know, uh, you kind of describe a situation where you're rejecting your mother, you know, wanting to comfort you, you know, because you didn't want to be comforted. But then eventually you're able to embrace the support that you have around you, which is something that everybody that goes through any kind of adversity should do, you know, who can help me to see the positive in my situation. And then when you say, why not me? I mean, it's gotta have helped you to realize whatever you believe in uh, God, the universe, whatever, but uh, 
you were preserved for a purpose instead of dying as you should have died because you know as you say a three-story fall head first out window you know it doesn't work good um you didn't and now you're making a difference in the lives of so many and you have to of course deal with the adversity in order to do that but you're doing it you know uh, it's got to give you some faith you know that i mean i don't know it's pretty pretty impressive to me um so yeah it's one it's really is it's one day at a time one step at a time i mean it's it's the cliche athletic mentality. Like it's, we're going to take this one game at a time, but it really is. I mean, it is one, one inch. I mean, I mean, I remember when I was trying out manual wheelchairs, it's like, all right, well today I'm going to go four feet. <laughs> and then next tomorrow I'm going to go the day after that, I'll go five feet, 10 feet, whatever it may be. And uh, the, the, the nurses, the doctors, just that positive culture that was around me. Um, it really helped. But the big thing I would say that's important to remember is, you know, that culture is not going to fix you. I mean, it still requires action on your part. It requires you to make the choice to change. And after you've made that choice, that's when the grind happens. I mean, you need to endure. It doesn't magically all of a sudden become easier, become candy land. I mean, you got to, you're down in the trenches, but you're, you at least have direction now. But uh, it really falls on your own shoulders to make the choice and uh, go through the grind to, to make a go of it. What this is this this is a good question there based on what you just said. Uh, I challenge the people that I work with and uh, work around, you know, to have like a word or a phrase that's going to drive their year. And some of us have things to drive our lives, right? You know, which is great, you know, because we don't have to think of something new each year, right? Um, is there a, a thing that keeps Billy going? You know, when it's like, you know, I, I mean, I, I just keep this fixed mindset. Maybe there's like mantras or maybe things you tell yourself or whatever. Uh, is there anything like that that you uh, you repeat a lot to yourself? Oh, I, I don't know. I mean, I'd say there's little little tidbits I give myself, but there's not just one thing that, you know, for instance, is like written in the mirror that I look at each all the time. Um, I, I will say the life's a blessing. I mean, you know, it's it's we, we only get one shot at it. <laughs> so it's we really need to make every day count. I mean, I think that's really important. Yeah. I think another thing is if like, for example, like starting a business, I mean, we can talk about that too, but starting a business, it's like, it's been a real challenge, like running this business. It's been incredibly rewarding. But another thing we talk about in the business, like, well, if it was easy, everybody would do it. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that's, that's another one. And then I just realized that, um, you know, I would just been living on bonus time. I mean, I could have, I broke my neck on October 9th, 1996. So here it is 20, over 25 years later, that I've been on bonus time. So knowing that each day is a day that I very well couldn't have had, um, it, it's, it's hard to, if I do, if I do like kind of stumble and get down in the dumps, like mentally, it's much easier to snap back knowing that each day is a blessing and it's a day that I very well could have not had. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, take us to uh, how this business came to be because you're right. There's a lot of adversity in business. So uh what, what were these, uh, the moments that kind of led up to it, or, or maybe there was a specific day, you know, whatever. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, after I got discharged from the hospital, I was in the hospital for about five and a half months. Um, I ended up going back to school. I was only in college for about a week and a half before I broke my neck. So I picked up where I left off and, uh, out of college, I went and got a, well, I got a mechanical engineering degree in college. And then when I graduated, I started working for the federal aviation administration so very much like an engineering type job. And uh, um, it was going great. And uh, 
but like in that position, I, I still felt like, I felt like there was more in me. I felt that there was more that I could do more that I could contribute. So I felt like I kind of reached the ceiling of where I was at. So I worked there for about 16 years. And uh, within the last three years of that, um, of working there, I got reconnected with a longtime friend. His name's Mr. Darren Donaldson. We grew up about a quarter mile from each other, rode the bus together, went to school together, um, played baseball together. And, uh, but our paths kind of separated and uh, we got connected at a party one night. And as we were um, reminiscing and just kind of catching up, he was telling me about a shoe project that he was working on. It was just one of those deals where he just self, he just challenged himself. He's like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to go out and learn how to do something that I know nothing about. I'm going to take the classes. I'm going to get connected with the people to be able to make a shoe. So he had his own little shoe project he was working on. And as he's telling me about it, I was just really one excited about it. But two, I commented saying like, you know, Darren, since being in a chair, I've never been able to put my shoes on independently. That was like the one piece of the puzzle independence wise that I never sorted out. And it was mainly because of, of two things. One, um, I was not interested in wearing like a medical type shoe. Cause I mean, being in a chair, I already felt a little bit different. And the last thing I want to do was like wear some piece of apparel that really put an exclamation point on the back of that sentence. They do made me feel different. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but the second thing was, it's just like function wise. It just, it, it just wasn't happening. Like having limited hand dexterity or, and I didn't have any interest wearing Velcro. And even if it was Velcro, you still have to shove your foot into a shoe. So as Darren's like telling me this, I'm like, you know what? I bet if we put a zipper in a shoe, which goes on the outside and around the toe where it, it folds completely over, I bet I could drop my foot in unobstructed. I could use the limited hand function I do have to hook my finger around a zipper and zip it right up. And uh, since he already had the contacts in place um, to make a prototype with the factory, he made a drawing, he made a prototype. And uh, when I put that little baby on, I was 36 at the time. Um, it was the first time I had put my shoes on independently since being in a chair. So I broke my neck at 18. I put my shoes on again at 36. So 18 years later, um, I was taking back that independence. And it was really so special that we knew we had to share it. We didn't really know what that looked like. Um, Darren came from an entrepreneurial space. I was like very job mentality and I still had my day job. Um, but we just kind of turned it into a little bit of a side hustle to see how far it would go. And uh, it garnered a lot of interest from a lot of parties, like those that needed the function, but also, you know, those that just loved a trendy looking shoe. It just looked different. I was just, everyone loves a convenient shoe. I mean, now me as a parent of a three-year-old, anything that we can do to get that kid out the door faster. Oh my gosh, that's a check in the wind column. So um, we started small and it continued to grow. And then it wasn't too long that it got to the point where we needed to step away from our day jobs to do this thing all day long because the demand was there. So here we are. That is awesome. That is awesome. You know, must have felt so amazing that it could even bring tears to your eyes to put on your shoes yourself after 18 years. Uh, that's, that's really amazing. I know, uh, you know, one of the reasons our, our catalyst for starting this podcast is I've had a lot of adversity in my life. And there were times where I, uh, there was a time where I went without human touch for, a few years. And the first time I had a hug, I was like, Oh, this felt so strange, you know? And, uh, you know, just those, those things that we take for granted and, uh, that, that independent, that is just so awesome. Um, and I've seen your, your video about those shoes and it makes me think of your father. Right. Well, totally. That's what my dad 
as of um, October of last year, uh, went in for his first spinal surgery and has had three in less than a year. And he has extreme limited use on all four of his limbs. And they said what spinal damage had been done is irreversible. So every time they did a surgery, they just hope to stop it where it's at. No improvement will be gained. But um, we we bought him Velcro shoes and, and you know, elastic waist pants because he can't, I mean, he, he can't, you know, really use his hands or anything. And I would, I mean, very little with his hands, but I, I'm like, he needs a pair of your sneakers. Because they're cool. Like you, you mentioned the right. medical and shoe. He, He's got the medical shoe right now and I'm sure he feels a right. little. And he doesn't you know, like yeah. them at all, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know? Yeah. He, yeah. And, yeah. And so I'm like, I need to get him a pair of these sneakers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's sure. awesome. Very cool. So, you know, you mentioned, um, of course, you know, the business has grown. It's, it's meeting a lot of needs and, and you have an amazing why behind it. You know, I, I think it's, I think it's interesting too, uh, the moments that arrive in our lives, right. You know, we just have to be ready because, you know, here you run into this childhood friend, right. And, and he just happens to be working on a shoe project and you just happen to be the guy that hasn't been able to put your own shoes on for 18 years. And, and then it becomes a company that, there was such a need for that you had to leave your day jobs. You know, I, I don't know. Uh, it's a Einstein said it this way that coincidence is God's way of remaining anonymous. So I'll just leave it at that, you know? All right. So, uh, wow. Really <laughs> I had never heard that before. That is beautiful. I mean, that is, that is so true. I mean, there's some, there've been some real challenges along the way, but it's just, it, it, it hasn't been, it hasn't stopped us. What it's done is it's made it stronger. I mean, we've definitely failed a number of times, but it wasn't a matter of, failing to fall backwards it was failing to fail forward to learn to make improvements to better ourselves and uh there are just so many things where it just doesn't feel like an accident i mean it just the way the way the pieces have kind of lined up with this deal is just i don't know it's it's it just feels like it was really meant to be it just it's like it's about me had to fall out of a window to you know get to this point but at the same time if that was if that was the mechanism that would required it's been the the rewards have are, there's so many more rewards than there are. Um, there's so many pluses more than minuses. I guess I'll put it that way. Do you mind me asking how long you've been married? You got a. I did. Yeah. So I got married in 2015. Um, so my wife and I were looking at each other the other day, like, wow, it's already been six years going on seven. Boy, that just. Yeah. That just. Uh, yeah, that's it's incredible. Um, my my wife coincidentally is a physical therapist. That's not how we met, but. Uh, it's um, but being a physical therapist, it's it's great to be able to kind of exchange ideas with her because she has, you know, a lot of her clients, you know, really benefit from the shoes on the function aspect. And uh, um, so anyway, that's kind of fun. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. I'm sure there's some good synergy there and that she appreciates the people that they would uh, be used for. So uh, what's next for Billy Footwear? You know, like how does this... Uh, you know, how does this continue to evolve? You know, what, what things do you have uh, on the future plans and whatnot? Yeah. Well, I love answering that question. I mean, it's just it, the, the short answer is we need to get bigger. And um, I say that not in the spirit of like, I want to be a big business owner. I say that in the spirit of our mission is really to add value. What we want to do is we want to add value. We want to be a brand of significance and we want to make a difference in the world. And uh, in order to do that, 
we need to keep growing. And, uh, you know, when we first started, we just, we launched with kids shoes and, uh, the kids shoes were very successful, which then let us expand into toddler shoes as well as adult shoes. And then that was really successful, which then allowed us to go into more widths, um, which was a request from the customer and then different silhouette types. I mean, we just launched a winter boot. I mean, we've been trying to work on that for years, but finally the business got to the point where we could actually take on that kind of project. Um, having rain boots, having, you know, more dress boots, having high tops, low tops, canvas, leathers. Um, we're launching a sandal in the springtime. We never would have thought about launching a sandal, but the request came from the community. So uh, it's been awesome to be able to develop and build this relationship with the community, with the customer base, and a bunch of retail partners to really understand where the demand is and uh, where the needs are. And then us as a brand to be able to you know, take on those projects to grow. So there's a lot more that needs to be done. I say often that we're at the very tip of the iceberg. I seem to say that every single year. So we'll probably always be at the tip of the iceberg just because there's so much to do. And, uh, but it's been awesome to be able to meet the demand. Well, they say the closer you step to your horizon, the bigger your horizon gets, right? You know, and I tell people that with their goals that they're working towards all the time, you know, so uh, that's very interesting. But you seem like a very in tune entrepreneur. And I do have, uh, many entrepreneurs that listen to this podcast. And so um, when you say, you know, maybe lessons learned in business, I, I can tell that one of them has been uh, listening to your community, you know, to kind of understand the needs and whatnot. But uh, like you say, it hasn't been an easy job, you know, becoming a business owner and whatnot. Uh, uh, you got any uh, tips for our listeners on, uh, you know, starting a business or making one successful? Yeah, well, I, I do. <laughs> I mean, uh, it, it's just more, I, I mean, I had a mentor and one of the, one of the, one of the things my mentor always told me was, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to walk through a minefield, it's good to walk in the footsteps of the person that's gone before you, because, you know, every, every place to where they've stepped, you know, there wasn't a mine. When you kind of go off on your own, that's when you get yourself blown up. So uh, it's really like listening to the people that have gone before you. Um, finding a good mentor and then, uh, you know, get yourself connected with the people that know what's going on. I mean, I knew nothing about shoes. It's like, yeah, Darren learned some stuff about shoes, but still in order to get on the shelves of Nordstrom and get on the shelves of Zappos, you need to kind of know somebody. So you need to be able to network with the right people. And it's not like they're going to magically get you on the shelves, but they're going to be a door opener to get you in the room to have the conversation with the right person to try to build a relationship with them and try to win them over. So we've had a lot of those types of situations through the years. Um, and many of those people now are on the team. So it used to be Darren and myself. And then it just, I kept growing and growing and growing with people that just had connections to, you know, bigger opportunities. Um, I would say like we failed, we failed a lot. Um, one of the big failures we had early on was uh, just on the manufacturing side um, on the manufacturing side, very early on, we went to, a factory that really said that they could deliver on the product and do a, a quality job. And um, it was 4,200 pairs of shoes, which seems like a lot. Now it just considering what we do now, it's just, you know, very, very small amount. But at the time, starting from zero to 4,200, that was a big, big leap. And uh, when that product came across the water and we, we received it, 80% of it was bad. You just couldn't even use it. You couldn't even sell it. And uh, it's like, talk about a punch to the gut right out of the gates. So it was a deal where it's like, okay, here's the big failure. And it's like, you have a decision to make. It's like, okay, do you say like, well, that was fun. Like, let's just quit and go home and say like, that was, we tried and it didn't work. 
or do you lean into it and double down and find the right people to you know get the job done? So we chose the lean in approach, and uh, it's crazy because that epic failure um, opened up an opportunity to get in front of an amazing sourcing partner, which knocked it out of the park, and that got us into Nordstrom. So had we not failed like that, with that, I mean, you don't want to celebrate failure. It's always hard. That's always a jagged pill to swallow. But it's just so crazy how that epic fail set us up beautifully for just the most amazing success success coming in the near term. Well, you know, but here we are, three people uh, who've all faced some adversity. You know, Cindy recently overcame a battle with cancer and uh, different things such as that. But three people who've all faced adversity. And sometimes the adversity in our lives can feel a bit like failure, but it becomes our greatest strength. It becomes the best part of who we are. And those were three important lessons for our listeners. I hope you guys caught them, you know, Overcomer Nation, tune in, right? Uh, So have a mentor in your life. Sir Isaac Newton says, we see further because we stand on the shoulders of giants. So, you know, whether you're following somebody through the minefield or, you know, standing on the shoulder of a giant, uh, that's a really good lesson. Network, your network is your net worth, right? You know, so just so important to have that. Um, Really, really good there. And then failing. You know, Thomas Edison said he just learned 10,000 ways not to make a light bulb, right? So you learned who you did not want to source with next, right? You know, so like, you know, you said, I need a different sourcing partner. So that's great. Really awesome. Uh, Billy, do you, I know you're a very busy guy uh, today. I mean, you've inspired our audience. And uh, I don't know if it's speaking events that you do or social media that people can follow you on, but uh, how can people get more of you? Because I'm sure that our audience would like to uh, follow you. Yeah. Well, hey, thank you for that. Um, so our website, I'll start with the website. Uh, we're at billyfootwear.com and uh, social handle on both uh, Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. Actually, Pinterest as well. Actually, TikTok as well, too. It's all at Billy Footwear. So that's a way to find us um, on the social side. Um, I do speaking engagements. Um, it's been very much of a remote thing, given all the, the COVID climate that we're all in. But uh, I, I love I love being able to you know, meet people and, you know, just kind of sharing the story. I mean, I'm not one that wants to put himself up on a pedestal and go, Hey, look at me. I mean, that's not me, but that said, I mean, there is a lot of stuff that we've um, encountered, which I think is kind of important to share. And um, I think when we're all sharing, cause everybody has a story when we're exchanging stories and like, talking about things that worked and things that didn't work, I think we're all better for it. So um, yeah, I, I love, I love doing speaking engagements. Absolutely. And I know that we're already better for this uh, podcast interview today. For sure. Thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, my pleasure, guys. I love the opportunity. It was was really special. And one final thing, uh, of course, if anybody wants to buy the footwear or anything else, just go to the website you mentioned or, uh, uh, yeah, okay, that's uh, any special. Yeah, totally. So at Billy Footwear, um, billyfootwear.com, that's, uh, I mean, you'll be able to have access to all the shoes, but also... um, on the website, there's an area that says store locations. If you click on that, you'll be able to see all of our retail partners. So we have uh, some big ones are Nordstrom and Zappos. We're on QVC. We're actually in Target. Um, in the Midwest, we have Shields and Von Mar. Um, we also have retail partners um, abroad. A lot of stores up in Canada, in Europe, in Australia. So um, if you go to store locators, there's a map. And uh, so they're most likely there could be a small independent store closer to you, or you can always revert back to billyfootwear.com. That is awesome. Wow. That's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> That's awesome. Keep on climbing. Yeah. Keep on climbing. Thank you for being a guest on our show today. 
Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you. Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Overcomers Podcast sponsored by Journey 333. When I am not hosting the Overcomers Podcast, I am working at one of our fitness franchises so that I can continue to help people overcome adversity on a daily basis. That's right. People come to the Journey 333 fitness franchises because they want a coach in their life. They want somebody to help them overcome the adversities of life, motivate them to higher levels of greatness, bring out their potential, help them lose weight, get off medications, fight depression, fight anxiety. That's what we do on a regular basis. If you feel like you want your life to be about helping more people to overcome their adversities, if you feel like you're an overcomer and you want to create more overcomers, then maybe owning a Journey 333 franchise would be for you. To find out more, go to www.journeyfitness333.com.